With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. It looked like Dalvin Tomlinson, number 94, had him for pretty much no gain. Take a look right here, big number 94. He hits him dead in the chest, and just the strength of Saquon Barkley, he just runs through that contact. Fourth down conversions, punching in. I mean, this, this just feels like both offenses right now are just having their way in this game. It could come down to who has the ball last. NFL wildcard weekend. It's lived up to the expectation and it does open that whole can of worms up should the AFL have a wildcard weekend. But uh, we'll park that for another time because it's been done at Norseum. What it was is great viewing if you're an NFL fan, especially given the closeness of a couple of the games and the ridiculousness of yesterday's comeback by the Jaguars over the Chargers. ESPN journalist Phil Murphy's been good enough to join us. Almost a regular spot now Phil has on this station. Welcome to you, Phil. Great to have you back. Uh, it's great to chat to you. It is the most wonderful time of the year. NFL postseason, man, I'm fired up. So where would you like to start? What's the biggest story to come out of it so far? Was it the comeback of the Jaguars? Was it the Bills getting such a big scare? What's it been so much to you, given the yeah. Vikings went down surprisingly today? I, I think the biggest story thus far is the Jaguars' comeback because it's, it's the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history and you know, could end up uh, changing the, the landscape a bit for the AFC. If, if rumors are true that Brendan Staley's job might be now at stake after, after blowing that lead, after missing out on the playoffs because of a, a kind of coaching aggressiveness in, in the last week of the regular season last year, with Sean Payton, longtime uh, Saints head coach available and lurking and saying that he's 7 out of 10 to come back to the NFL, the Chargers have the most talented roster um, of, of probably teams to be eliminated at, at this point. So if they were to move on from their current head coach, Sean Payton would be a very appealing uh, fit for, for what that roster presents. Uh, so that, that would probably be top of the line for me. But as we sit here at the half, the Ravens are, are up on the Bengals, the, the team who represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year. If this margin holds and Baltimore gets an upset, well, now we have a new top story. And, and we could have a newer top story in 24 hours' time if Tom Brady's perhaps playing his last game. If if the Bucks fall at home and they are underdogs to the Cowboys. So that's a cool thing about wildcard weekend. Every game presents its own storylines and with the playoff format that requires reseeding, it, it, you can only really project how the, how the pairings are going to even work for the next round so much. As soon as these games go final, then you almost get fresh eyes for what the, the rest of the road to the, uh, to the Super Bowl holds. So could we actually have a situation where arguably the two favorites might actually be playing against each other in the next round because the Bills in a lot of people's mind have been the favourites all year and yet Kansas City in, in the bookies' eyes are the favourites. Could they actually meet up next round? 
No, they, they can't because their seed's one and two. They would not okay. play until the AFC Championship game. So irrespective of how this game ends, this, this Ravens-Bengals game, um, that w- what it will determine, though, is is who each of those teams play next. If the Bengals win, then we get Bills-Bengals, which is a rematch of the, the near-tragic Monday night game from a couple weeks ago. And then it would be uh, Jaguars-Chiefs in the next in the other game. But if the Ravens bring the upset, then a- as the lowest remaining team remaining, in terms of ranking, the Ravens would travel to Kansas City to face the Bills, and it would be Jaguars. Uh, or sorry, it would would the Ravens would travel to Kansas City to face the Chiefs, and then it would be Jaguars Bills in the other game. But that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, these contingencies are abound, and uh, once once this game is final, we will know the AFC route, and then we'll know the NF- We already do know the NFC route because the only remaining game uh, won't affect lowest remaining seed. It's it's a mess. <laughs> uh, but I mean that's but that, that's the beauty of the NFL playoffs is that these teams can't even project what is my route to the Super Bowl. They kind of have to figure it out as they go. So 49 is one of the biggest supported teams worldwide. But you could argue that the Cowboys are even bigger. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. How big a game is that going to be tomorrow? Oh, it's massive. I mean, it's it, all eyes are on it because it could be Tom Brady's final game. I mean, he's 45 years old, um, and in in any professional sport this side of golf. Uh, that is well past prime and well into retirement typically, but here he is, uh, you know, having won a division, gets another home game against a team in Dallas that has a lot of talent but a lot of fall, a lot of flaws. Dak Prescott has been terribly turnover prone, but the Cowboys' offense, since he's returned from injury, scores a lot of points. So it's they'll they'll go up and down the field, but then they'll cough it up at inopportune times. It's one of those things that, I mean, even if it is a ten point game with five minutes to go, either way. I wouldn't feel too confident in the result. It's going to be 60 full minutes of football um, with a lot of momentum swings, I reckon. So, and again, if the Cowboys come out of it, if you look at that roster per capita, they could well represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But being a a team that um, is a wild card team did not win the division, they're going to have to go on the road to get there. So their road's going to be tough. If they do win, they'll go to San Francisco, and that's a very very tough matchup for them because. San Francisco's a bruising team, but if Tom Brady and the Bucks win, we already do know they'll be going to San Francisco as well. Tom Brady's from the Bay Area, and what better what better destination for him to potentially prolong his career than in his own hometown where, I mean, a- any neutral is going to be probably cheering for him. So we get to see the teams that win this weekend and get fall in love with them. Should we um, be considering how good Kansas City and Philly are, given they've got the week off? And how much of an advantage will it be for them to have the week off? That's the perpetual question every year, rest versus rust. Um, for Kansas City, I think they had a couple uh, you know, wrinkles they would have preferred to iron out. I mean, they were obviously keen to, to get their bodies right and, and get a, a week of respite. But, um, I mean, they're, they're a team that, that, is, that it isn't perfect. And, and in the AFC, you have a triumvirate of teams that people would be surprised, wouldn't be surprised at all if they reach the Super Bowl, that is the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. But the Chiefs will have home field advantage this round if they win and if the Bills beat the beat whoever they end up playing, um, and, and that's the AFC Championship game. That game will be played at a neutral site, which actually may favor Buffalo because they seem to have uh, – they seem to be le- uh, more affected by adverse weather than is Kansas City. Um, but on the other side, for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, somewhat ironically, has a hurt shoulder – and for him, the, the week off has been terrific because he was somebody who was an MVP candidate. He missed a couple of games. The team dropped a, a few results. 
and then he came back, had one game. He was up and down. He wasn't quite himself. So I think the week off will benefit Philadelphia more than it does Kansas City. But it's rare in the NFL for it to be 1v1 in the Super Bowl. We always see teams that find a way to get hot in January, and the pressure of being the top seed has affected many a side in the past. I mean, remember last year's Super Bowl, neither team was was close to the one seed who ended up being represented in the Super Bowl in the Rams and Bengals. Tom Brady doesn't seem like the retiring type. So, Phil, if (laughs) if he does depart Tampa Bay, I'm hearing that there's so many teams who want his drawing power, if not just his ability, that would grab him in a heartbeat and pay him a lot of money. Mate, I was on the sideline for their comeback win against the Saints on Monday Night Football, and there is just this magic in the arena. It's hard to describe. I mean, they were down two scores. There was five, six minutes left. The other team was getting tight. Um, His team, everybody was elevating. Suddenly the offense is executing in rhythm. There is something intangible that he still brings that gets 53 men in matching helmets to believe. And I can't explain it. It is unlike anything I've seen before in any sporting code. So the fact that he has that, if you look at rosters that may be a quarterback away and are willing to get an offense where as his mobility is faded, I mean, Tampa gets the ball out quickly. They don't run a very complicated route tree. Tom Brady throws the ball, uh, holds onto the ball less than any other player in the NFL by a significant margin. Teams out there, uh, the 49ers are, are actually <laughs> a potential candidate. The Saints are another one you hear rumblings for. The Jets are another one, perhaps the Raiders. I mean, there are so many different scenarios in which a team, I think, would be keen to just run the numbers, do the math, and say, if we get in Tom Brady and perhaps some other veterans on, on minimum deals who just want an opportunity to play with Brady, maybe we could make a run at this thing. It, it, I mean, it, he's, his body is starting to fade a little bit, but in those moments, in those late-game situations where minutes matter more than they do at any other point, he still seems to have a little bit of magic left. The question that's going to be answered tomorrow on ESPN, does he have any left against the Cowboys if they find themselves behind late against a very aggressive defense that rushes the passer very well? And uh, I look forward to talking to you again, Phil. We're out of time, but um, and I don't know a lot about the NFL, to be honest. I watch a lot of it, but the details I don't know. So if you can dig up for me the last time a team ran with a two-quarterback system, I'm not sure if you've got an aging guy like Tom Brady who can do some of the stuff but not all of the stuff, whether you could have a, another quarterback playing in the same game with him just interchanging at times yeah we have an old we have an adage here and it says if you have two quarterbacks you have no quarterback yeah so if you can't rely on one for four quarters you don't have any and and offensive scheme matters so much you see the ravens when when lamar jackson injured his pcl it changed everything they did offensively and uh it's credit a team like san francisco who's down to quarterback three and still not only winning but winning comfortably speaks volumes of their offensive scheme. So I don't think a team would enter into it opting into a two-quarterback system, but typically what you'll find teams do is whoever the starter is, they find somebody behind him with a similar athletic and schematic profile. Just in case the starter gets injured, they can have as seamless a transition as possible uh, because it's a game that requires a next-man-up mentality. And, uh, but if a team is going after Brady, you know, that, that is the man in the arena, and they, they, are, they are hitching their wagon to him going after yet another Super Bowl ring, and, and they'll build around him. Phil, great to have a chat to you. It was unbelievable watching, to be honest. Uh, we'll talk more to you in a couple of weeks if we can, if you can spare us some of your time. Phil Murphy, one of the great experts of the NFL, ESPN journalist. And uh, if you want to give us a call on the NFL, you've been watching it, send through a text as well, 0433 98 11 
Take your calls, take your texts, read a heap of texts out. Nathan Buckley also to join us after two on Dwayne's World, live from the Australian Open.